Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. At Keystone, we believe exceptional organizations don't just happen. They are built by focused leaders that recognize their authentic leadership superpowers. Join us for a serious dose of inspiration. Hello, and welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. My name is Rana DeBoer, Chief Impact Officer with Keystone Group, and I am beyond excited, not just for me, but for you listeners, to um, hear the incredible wisdom and energy with Shay, who is founder of The New Minneapolis, and what that means in life and leadership. We talk about people and culture and business performance all the time at Keystone Group. And with today's guest, let me just warn you, we're going to take it to a whole new level. Shay, you and I share uh, some passion for health and wellness, and it's what I call kind of the core of leadership, your source of ultimate energy. It's that critical factor or success to doing and being your best. So welcome and thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Let's start with your story. Tell, tell us your story. How did you get where you are today? And tell us about your business. Well, it started 10 years ago, um, going through the divorce and just reinventing myself at that time, working in corporate America, um, doing marketing. And uh, I just knew at that time there was something better out there for me than what I was doing, looking at two screens. And so um, I just really wanted to change the trajectory of where I was at at that moment and where I knew I needed to go and where that was exactly. I guess, you know, I look back, I guess I did know, but didn't know, you know, I didn't have all the tools at the time. And so fitness, wellness, and nutrition um, was what I, you know, really honed in on and looked at as kind of this escape from what I was going through and what I needed to get to. So that word escape is pretty powerful. Yeah, because that's what it felt like at the time. (laughs) It was like I was trapped, you know, I was trapped in this marriage. I was trapped in this job. And I think we get um, in our own way, right? And we just like, and it's very easy, right? Your routine and you're in this job and this life. And then it's like, oh my gosh, this is not where I need to be. And so my biggest thing was to start writing down my ideas, which I still do today. I carry a notepad with me. I've got about 10 of them over the 10 or 12 over the last few years. I get them at TJ Maxx. I never buy, you know, they're not like these fancy, but but I've looked back through all the uh, years when I've thought of something and it pops up again. And I was like, God, where did I, where did I see that? Or where did I, you know, did I write that? And I go back and I did, and it comes back. And so it was the journey that has led me to where I'm at today. Um, Yeah. So from there, end up quitting my corporate job um, and then started in health and wellness. So I actually became a figure bodybuilder first. That's how I got started. So um, I competed for like five years. I'd never done bodybuilding, but I just felt like that was my way to deal with that, you know, that inner beast that was needing to channel that and like tame, you know, and I wanted to do it in a positive way. So yeah, I became a figure bodybuilder. (laughs) Inner beast. That is so fantastic. And I love that channel it in a positive way. That's mm-hmm. that that's that's words words of wisdom right there, Shay. Great. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I think it, it, for me, it was just like, okay, to, to, that's great. If you need to, you know, work out, you know, it's great to take that frustration, but then you need to eat well. So that was a big thing is, you know, how was I eating at that time, changing that. And then, um, my wellness, was I well, was I, and I wasn't well, I was very sad. I would say I was depressed. You know, people, I think I had depression moments, but I think um, when I felt like there was light at the end of the tunnel, right? Like once you start working out again and then the working out the way I was now, you know, before I was just taking classes and stuff, but to be able to, you know, you're, you're pushing 200, 300 pounds now and you're feeling liberated, you know? And so that wellness piece was like, all right, so I've gotten here. I lost 20 pounds. I'm looking fabulous. But um, I still needed to deal with some things. And so I say this for what, how I can stay level-headed now was because of therapy. Um, I think everyone needs therapy, personally. <laughs> I think everyone should have a therapist. Oh they are your friend. Yeah, therapy is your friend. So, you know, um, yeah. So I did marriage counseling. I did personal counseling and I did anger management because I was very angry with uh, that marriage ending and what had happened. And I did that for a year. And I think that's what just really set that entrepreneur tone to the next level, because now I was healed from the inside out. What a beautiful story. Oh, my gosh. You've just shared so many good things. The counseling piece, though, mm -hmm. you you found your peace. I found my peace. Yeah. And um, I've, yeah, I found my peace. And then that's when I was just like, OK, I did this um, and everything else is in the past now. Like there's there's nothing you can do about the past. Right. So what was the future going to look like? So I was like, you know, I want to teach others how to be well in a positive way. Um, you see people every day going through divorce or going through a loss of a loved one or losing their job. And it was like, okay, if I can do this and you know, this is 10 years ago. So social media wasn't what it is now. Right. So I would be putting up stuff, but I never put, you know, anything personal and I would put let go, let flow. I would put, you know, countdown for days. And then like, all of a sudden I would do a picture and people are like, what are you doing? Like you are like cut. And I said, I start lifting weights, became a bodybuilder. And they were like, really? And so people were like, I'd love to do that. So I started teaching free classes out in the parks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I became a group fitness instructor, certified group fitness instructor. And I was like, well, I will teach uh, free and donation-based classes. And that was the start of it. And that was about, well, oh gosh, nine years now. So nine years and it just kind of domino effect from there. Um, I was able to, from there, you know, teaching classes, continuing to bodybuild. And then that fitness world just kind of tied in. I was um, working at LA Fitness part-time. And, you know, that's always a great stepping stone at the LA Fitness and, you know, the lifetimes. But I knew there was a bigger thing I was going for. And so um, I had the opportunity nine years ago to become a life and wellness coach and specializing in diabetes prevention and trauma healing and obesity. So had this amazing um, opportunity to go out to DC and train with a company called Black Women's Health Imperative, did a two week training there and became certified. And so I contracted then with Pillsbury United Communities for about um, 
eight years um, doing diabetes work. So I've coached over 350 women that are pre-diabetic and overweight, um, men and women. And so it just, so that's kind of how that, you know, turned in from wellness to that piece. And then the nutrition piece, um, and then over the years, I started a thing called Meal Prep with a Twist. So teaching people how to eat healthy on a budget using um, nutritious food and farmer's market food. And then my, my biggest thing in my business, I would say, is my farmer's market. Um, six years ago, I was on the Victory Neighborhood Board Association. They received a grant from United Way. And they had asked me, would um, I be interested in running the farmer's market that was volunteer-based due um, in the neighborhood because of the food desert in North Minneapolis? So I was like, I was like, you know, I was like, um, yeah. And, and, you know, they knew I'd been doing health and wellness and classes and stuff. So I said, sure. Um, I would have never thought out of all the things, you know, encompassing fitness, wellness, and nutrition, that this would have been the biggest part of my business. Um, it's so that first year I ran it for the neighborhood and then association, and then they didn't want to sustain it. So the board voted and they signed it over to me. So my business actually owns the market. So, um, like I, I was telling, I'm the only, from what I was told, I'm the only woman owned and um, for profit and black owned farmers market in the Twin Cities. And I think in the state of Minnesota, um, most farmers markets are owned by uh, nonprofits. And I am not a nonprofit, I am a for profit. Um, and I don't want to become a nonprofit. <laughs> um, I want to be able to create jobs for people and, um, I think people should keep their own income and, you know, and this is perfect way through fitness, nutrition, and wellness. So from there, I've had it for a few years, um, had some ups and downs just because of COVID and the civil unrest. And last year, city of Robbinsdale approached me to, uh, partner, I guess it's a partnership, but, um, you know, MOU of, you know, uh, under Sandy, but they offered their brand new renovated uh, lake for me to move my farmer's market to their city. That's amazing. So, so you've got yeah. a beautiful venue. Yeah. So that was the biggest thing, right? Visibility, location. Um, when people here north, they like run now because of what the media, you know, it can be two blocks that things are happening, but they've got it for 70, 80,000 people that live over here that everything's, and you know, and for me, it was easy. I live in the Robinsdale Golden Valley area. So I was like, let me look at the space. And I was like, and I knew where it was, but I hadn't really ever, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. So after months of negotiation, working with the city manager and the parks and recs manager, and then presenting it to the council, um, I didn't, I got two minutes into it and they were like, we all vote. Yes. So <laughs> go, go. For yeah, it. They were like, no, they were like, thank you. We welcome it. We're so excited for this activity to take place. Um, we've watched you and you've been doing a great job. And then, um, it just became a domino effect. Um, Star Tribune called me, Blue Cross Blue Shield called me, and it took one, I, I say this, it took six years of hard work, and it takes one phone call, and it just changes the whole trajectory of your business. Now, fitness and, and wellness and diabetes, I still do all that, um, but 
for this market to take it to the next level, right, is is amazing. So Star Tribune called me, did an article, and then everyone saw that. And the phone has not stopped ringing yeah. with people. And like, I was like, you guys know I was just down the street, like eight blocks down <laughs> for the last five years. But I guess year six, right, um, is this is the charm. So we're really excited. We're able to take the vendor numbers from 10 to 15 to 50 vendors. Um, We'll be having some knife off cook-offs, which is my take on Top Chef that we've been doing and we haven't been able to bring it back because of COVID and with some wonderful sponsors um, that are involved in that. Yeah. And then um, we have our back to school drive that we do every year that we'll be doing even bigger this year. Um, we have free fitness every week. So every week I partner with a company called Fitness Sisters and they do the schedule for the whole season. I started off, you know, I got to start my own farmer's market off. So um, I'll be there on the first day running around and teaching a fitness class. But um, my biggest thing is, is to keep that business model that I have of fitness, wellness and nutrition was to incorporate that into the farmer's market. So I would like to A, make sure there's free fitness for the community, but B, also make sure that these instructors that kind of you know in fitness world they kind of get brushed over and they don't get paid as well so I make sure to pay them a great wage um, we make sure that's available and then we have our meal prep with a twist so that is once a month that people can come in we will be teaching free healthy nutrition meal prep classes live um, and I have two chefs Kay's Revolutionary Catering that partners with me um, and they're part of the farmer's market. They're one of the vendors and they, we do it together, the three of us. So um, yeah, so we have some great things. This is a normal farmer's market. Um, I think the logistics behind being an entrepreneur, yeah. um, I, yeah. I think people don't tie it into a farmer's market. And I was like, you know, this is sustainable, healthy eating and living right this is all about racial health and equity work that i do and so when i found out so many health disparities that are behind food right throughout the years it was mind-boggling i didn't grow up in a food desert i'm from edina born and raised so i think people have this trajectory too that I was this black woman and i automatically knew what was going on in north minneapolis and i had to be from there and all these stigmas and i was like i'm none of that i'm from right. edina right <laughs> Right. I live in Golden Valley. Like, yep. do I, have I done a lot over North? Absolutely. And then that here's this woman that is taking this and, you know, for me, no means yes. It just means no from you and I'm going to figure it out. So. Well, the beauty in the, the farmer's market piece, and this is something that I talk a lot about that we talk a lot about at Keystone is social impact. So there's right. An, right, right. Huge. There's an incredible opportunity for business and business leaders to Absolutely. be able to leave a positive impact. So I love you're 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 talking conscious capitalism. You're doing the work of social impact. You're role modeling for organizations how this can be done. You're doing it in a big grand way. And right, you know, for right. those that are those that are listening that can be kind of scary. Like I can't do all of that in my banks. You can do some small things. You can. But, yeah. But you've really created this um, bird's eye view of how you can do that. This, this just spurring an idea. And that's funny you say that because uh, the nickname for Robazelle is Birdstown. So. <laughs> no kidding. Well, how ironic. 
Ironica. I also I also love that you're keeping the whole person in mind. Um, Mm -hmm. that's really beautiful because we can be really strong in one element of our well-being and another element might be suffering. And so we just really won't be able to step into our whole person, best whole person leadership. So I, I love that you're creating around this beautiful environment in your community, not just the food piece, but also let's move. And when we move more and we eat well, we also are taking care of our spiritual and our mental well-being so absolutely yeah you're really hitting the whole picture I want to step back to something that you started with in your whole story and I'd love to see you maybe you can write you should write a book or start a blog or well I I I did well I was one of um 21 authors that wrote um short a short story and a book that was published last year so That's I awesome. did a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. It's, that's the great way to start, right? Small steps. Right, right. You, you teach your you teach your clients and the community that all the time too. Like it's a small step, one step. Right. Um, so in those journals, you talked about the place of where you started was one of this is not the trajectory I want my life to go anymore. Right. Yeah. So, so you tell us about the power of those journals because journaling is a really powerful way to take care of our mental energy and source. And so it sounds like these ideas. Yeah. I can only imagine all those ideas. Was that an energy focus for you to help you get that great? Yeah. So my journaling is different. Like I don't write at nighttime, like had a great day and the birds were chirping and, (laughs) you know, my kids are on my nerves. No, it was like all the thoughts, right? Every thought I wrote down good and bad, like, uh, start a fitness class on, you know, on a street with this business, like anything that I thought of, I'd write down at that point because I knew I would forget it. But I was like, somehow I feel like later on in my life, this is going to circle back. Right. So that was my journaling quote unquote, you know? Um, and it was just like getting all those ideas out. Cause my head is like a plethora of 5,000 things at once. Like, yeah, I'm a big multitasker. So I was like, how can I get all of these thoughts out? And that's what it was. Um, it was like, that was my healing though, right? Like I was like, I have all these thoughts of business, business, and I didn't exactly know how to formulate that. Right. And you know, the marketing degree was not working for that. Yeah. 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 I completely appreciate that. And when we think about the last couple of years in business and leadership, what a great tip or gift that you've given to the listeners to, to consider journaling and you do, you do you, you do it in a way that works for you, but with that's all it. of that, all of that busy that's happening around us, and like you said, it's busy upstairs um, for each of that us is. individually. And so, to be able to put that in a place and focus that energy, and there is healing in writing. That's a it pro- is. yeah. There's a proven scientific fact to that. There's healing in writing, right? And I'm that's hearing good. your passion of teaching others. Yes. 
Yes. And, and that is a, a purpose and a passion. Tell us more about that. Well, I, you know, no one wakes up and doesn't want to be well, right? Something has happened in their life that is making them not feel well, um, that um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And so um, those were things I took in consideration when I was at that like low point. Um, and that's when I remember I was like, I'm not depressed. I'm just low. Like, I'm just like, not well because of the situation. I was like, I can get out of this, right? If you can easily live in a negative, right? But it was like, that's that you can only stay there so long. And then the negative's going to swallow you up. And I was like, this can't swallow me up. And so it was about building on top of that, building the positive things on top of each other and expressing it and mm. then showing others like, this situation you're in is not a dead end. It is definitely not a dead end. You can climb out of anything. Um, as I was saying, is everything perfect? No. Is everything perfect? Yes. And what that means is when I tell people that, is everything perfect today? Yes. You woke up. If you woke up, at least you can try today, right? Is everything perfect? No. No. My kids need picking up. I need to clean the house. I got 10 emails. I've got this event. And it's kind of like chaos, right? But everything can't be perfect. And I think, you know, when, I've, when I'm coaching people, I make sure they know it's not about being perfect. It's about, you know, maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And that's what we have to do is maintain. Don't, don't, nothing's going to be perfect, right? There's nothing perfect. So I always say, don't think perfection, think presence, right? You perfect, have to be. be present. Yeah. Yes. And, and don't live in the past, right? There's nothing we can do about yesterday. And that's hard for folks. That's so hard for folks. Well, so that's usually people's downfall is they're living in the past, right? They are. They are. Yeah, they're living in the past. They're, they are hung up on the shoulda, coulda, whatifs. And if I would have done this, well, we, okay, so it's what lesson did you learn? That's my thing. Did you learn something? And now apply it, the negative and the positive, right? Because now you know what to watch out for or what part you played and how you can better yourself along this journey. Love it. So just today, celebrating Women's History Month, I moderated right. a, I moderated a panel event. And one of the questions I had for the panelists was, we can't talk about empowerment. We can't talk about confidence. We can't talk about moving forward without talking about that four letter F word. And that's fail. It is in our failures where the greatest learning and the some of the deepest senses of self come from. And that light or, or insight is what helps us to move forward. And you got to keep that victory mindset. You're, you're talking about victory mindset and pulling yourself up mm -hmm. above the line. And that truly is a leader's mindset. So, yes, I love what you said. And, you know, fail in my head stands for something. Yeah. What is it? Finding achievement and learning. Right. Love so it. you learn something in that love fail. It. Right. Yeah. So always it take again. it and make it in a positive. So fail doesn't have to mean something negative. Finding achievement and, and learning and learning the lesson. What can you achieve from that? Well so said. take that.
you have to sometimes, you know, fail to understand what you need to do to get to the next thing. Everything you're not going to be great at. Everything is not going to be successful. Every event, some events are like, mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> some business deals are like, Ooh, okay, but now I know what to do, right? And so you just take it as that's something I need to find the achievement and what I learned. And so I think too, Shay, something that you can help listeners with that I mentioned at the very beginning is when we do a good job of taking care of mind, body, spirit, we get our fruits and vegetables in, we drink our water, we keep moving our body, we say our prayers or whatever that means for you. That's what gives you the resilience and the grittiness and the strength to pull yourself back up above the line. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. And that's what it is. It's like, you know, I just went through something recently with, you know, losing an assistant, like at a critical time. Mm. I mean, I can only be, uh, you know, sulk for so long. And it's like, okay, well, you have about literally like 80 emails that you need to return and you have a whole farmer's market that has to be executed in less than three months so it's it's just work time it's just go time and um and i'm not a robot right i do take breaks that's another key thing to be an entrepreneur take a break yeah that's great advice i always say micro recoveries even yeah yeah And I talk to leaders too, a lot in businesses about be sure that you give your people even micro breaks during the day. So a encourage them to take their vacation. They need, we need breaks. We got to get away, but also giving them opportunities to take a break, a quick break during the day, like give them the permission, make them go walk around the block, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking a lot about this leader's mindset essentially that's really what you're talking about i would love for you to share with us what how would you define leadership how would you define it what does it mean to you leadership to me means creating your own lane um understanding that sometimes you will be alone because not everyone's going to understand your ideas and leading by example. So if I'm going to lead a decent, healthy life, then I make sure to tell others, yes, I think you should get up and move, you know, at least three, four times a week, whether it's go for a walk, walk your stairs, do some squats, uh, go swimming, something, get some movement and, um, and drink water, like basic things that I think I try to lead by example and tell others, you know, um, and the biggest thing I think is give yourself grace for where you're at and where you're headed. So well said. We we stink at giving ourselves grace. Our inner yes. voice can be so mean and vicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. what, does all of, what does all of this mean for leadership? All of this. What does eating well, moving well, giving well, yourself Well, if you eat grace, well mm-hmm. and you are well, you can think well and your life is well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people that are taking care of themselves from the inside out and doing their work, it, it does make life easier, right? Um, and I think that's where the passion for me with uh, food um, came in when I saw, I was like, wow, there's all there's so many food disparities, right? If people aren't well in communities, if they can't eat, if they don't have access to food, then they can't be well. No. <laughs> if you are hungry, 
right? When we're hungry, what are we? What do we call it? Hangry, right? Hangry. We can't think. We're like, you get a headache, you get irritable. You're like, oh my gosh, I need something. So how dare we as a society try and lead people, right? In the right right direction, try and change their trajectory when we're not helping them in their communities. That doesn't oh work. Gosh. How dare we? It, it I'm going to put that yeah. on a sticky tab <laughs> and put it on my computer. I say okay. that I say that we as business, we've got a little bit of an obligation here. We have such an opportunity to help people be well. And when our people are well, our business is well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It all goes hand in hand. It does. So um, I just think we need to um, come together as we see as a community. We are not well. And when I say that throughout the United States, throughout the world, right? The whole world is it's hurting. It's kind of a little bit of a, it's in a lot of chaos right now. And it's because people aren't well, right? Um, we have ego showing up and we're not leading with love and empathy. Yes. Yes. And yeah. compassion. I think we can throw yeah. compassion in there because what I love about empathy is that we're able to relate to people. But when that moves, the, the evolution is from empathy to compassion. And when we get into compassion, mm -hmm. we start taking action. So Shay, Absolutely. you've got compassion, you're taking action and you're creating a world where it's win-win for everyone. It's win for us as humans to flourish. It's win for you, for your business to flourish and the community mm -hmm. as well. Wow. That's powerful. Yes. Thank you. So what are you anticipating and forecasting for your business in these crazy days and times? Right. Um, you know, the business is moving right along with the rest of the world. Um, we've increased, um, as the new MPLS, um, we've increased. So hired a couple people on, um, more contracts and then, you know, taking this farmer's market and this, my, my lens of how I look at you know, food and wellness and new and um, fitness to the next level. Um, continuing our community partnerships, um, whether it's right in the community or corporate, and just bringing out people again in a positive way. Yes. And I, I see that, that for years to come. Yes. You're carving the way and that question is partly posed to you to be able to say this is the new way of doing business and so how did right. you how did you come to naming your company the new mpls so the new mpls came about because i'm born and raised here in the twin cities um and you know i was saying as a woman and a black woman i really wanted people to understand that um I grew up in the time over the last 40 years, it, I had a great upbringing here, right? Um, and I really, um, I love Minneapolis. I have to say that, like I've had, I, I like it. It's, um, it, you know, there's definitely a lot of issues. We need to get through a lot, a lot of things. But um, I really wanted to create a new, so new does not stand for anything. New is just creating the new version of you. And it was fitting. It's kind of weird how this happened after, you know, that my business was already open, but that 
we need a new Minneapolis. <laughs> mm. You know, we need to reinvent it because what has been happening clearly hasn't been working. Um, we've seen lots of deaths. We've seen lots of, um, you know, uh, just rage and animosity towards one another. So I think t the time is now is to create our the new MPLS, and that's through fitness, nutrition, and wellness. I love it. I love it. It's taking business and life to a new level, mm -hmm. the next level. Um, that's beautiful. So as we close up our conversation, given all that we've talked about today, what would you say is the most important message that you want to leave with, with listeners? Um, so I think the biggest thing to um, leave with is believe in yourself no matter what. Um, and I really, really, truly mean that. Um, no one's going to believe in yourself like you. No one's going to believe in your brand. Even if you think it's not a good idea, go with it. You know why? If that was the case, there'd be one barbershop. There'd be one shopping mall. You know, there'd be one line of computers. What you have is your gift. Believe in your gift. Believe in your passion. Yes. And hone in on that and create your own lane. Yeah. Create your own lane. I think that's something everybody should be writing down. Well, I want to thank you for sharing the passion of personal capacity and health and wellness. And the gift you've given me is to stay confident in my belief in that over the years, working through the ranks in business, I've always right. gotten, a, I've always gotten a little bit of that, what you alluded to earlier about paying the wellness people something minimal because that's not right. important when actually it's probably as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Right. Well said it's the most important thing. So I have never let that go in my work with clients in business that, that, uh, that has to be the anchor. So thank you for the confidence in keeping that spark alive in me. Yes. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> So let's round out with a couple quick questions that, yes. are, that are usually really fun. So what's the best compliment you've ever received, Shay? Um, I think that random people that I've never met will inbox me on social media and saying that I inspired them to be a better person. I think that's the best compliment you can get. Um, that my, my truth my story, my journey that I'm very transparent about influence someone else to take themselves to the next level. Something you should know and didn't ask is that my two teenagers are the CMO and CFO. They each own 1% of my company. That is amazing. So that is the one, amazing. The one thing all entrepreneurs are listening to build generational wealth, start your children young, let them own a percentage of your company, talk to your CPA, your financial advisor, get them involved and have them own part of the company so that you are building generational wealth and it stays within your family for generations to come. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom, yes. all your energy, and please continue to just keep crushing it in this world. You are Thank a force of good. And I honor and respect that so much. And we appreciate all that you shared on the super power success podcast. 
you are a superpower of success. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure and hit that subscribe button so you get the latest episodes as soon as we release them. And remember to keep maximizing your unique leadership superpowers. It truly is the key to building success, both in your career and in life.